0: I looked myself in the mirror like I do every time I do my belief systems and I didn't even have to read it. I knew exactly the one I needed to say in that moment. I am enough, no validation needed.
1: Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, my sweet friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we have one of my favorite human beings on the planet on the show. She has been a client of mine for many, 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 many months, and she is now just a dear, dear, dear friend and fellow seeker of growth, if you will. But I wanted to have her on the show because she literally embodies the term seeking growth and changing your life in a very short amount of time and I just I want you to hear it straight from her from her words so without even any further ado I present to you one of my dearest friends and just one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet Sarah McDonald Hi <laughs> hi <laughs> Welcome sweet sweet beautiful Sarah I just so oh, we, okay. First and foremost for listeners, we spent the past probably 30 minutes talking about engagement stories back and forth. So we're both very, like, <laughs> giddy back and forth. Hilarious. Oh my goodness. So for smiling from ear to ear, that's exactly what we're doing. But my sweet, beautiful Sarah, will you tell listeners who you are, what you do and just share, share that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I am so happy for Brett and Nicole. I just have to say that one more time that I love their love and I'm so happy for them. Um, Um, I am Sarah McDonald. I am a a private teacher, so I teach two amazing kiddos, second, third grade, and I am currently residing in Austin, Texas, but not at the moment because I'm actually teaching over in um, Cabo San Lucas, Mexico at the moment (laughs) with this amazing family.
1: I can't (laughs) wait to dive into that. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) What a journey. What What a a journey.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I want, so speaking of that, I want to just go ahead and dive in. We've been, so for listeners who don't know, we have been working together just shy, just shy of a year. I'd say we, we, yeah. we were together for about like eight months. So, so on and so forth. It was like post pandemic oh meeting, goodness.
0: talk with Nicole. That is exactly, it was, I think, yeah. It was like just June. Shy of year.
1: Yeah. Just shy of a year. Oh my God. That's wild. Oh, right? I can't <laughs> wait to dive into this. Oh my God. Um, in this past year, you have literally changed your life completely, and I want listeners to hear it from your from your mouth because it's your story and what has happened in this past year.
0: Holy moly! <laughs> Honestly, it's been a it's been a whole year, a very beautiful year. Um, so obviously, everybody has been affected by uh, the pandemic in so many different ways, and I, I want to just honor that um, in itself. That everybody's story is different and. Um, mine started out with, for at that time, I had a great job. I worked at, um, a theater company in Austin, Mm -hmm. loved it. Uh, And I unfortunately, um, got furloughed Mm -hmm. and there was no like chance of me returning back potentially. There was no like site to, to go towards. There was no Mm -hmm. time that I was going to be coming back. Um, And it started, I started spiraling a lot. I um, was staying at home. I was sitting watching TV a lot, just kind of just continually getting down on myself until it got to the point where I was like, I am tired of always feeling like I have no control and I have got to start getting control. And I stumbled upon you. And I mean, you and I have been, (laughs) I have literally loved you since Oklahoma City University for, for those who don't, well, everybody knows that you went to Oklahoma City University, but I actually was there for a year, just one, one year. Um, In that year, fell in love with Nicole and her energy and, um, you know, followed her along this journey and saw that she was doing amazing things in the, um, in the life coaching world. And I was like, I need that energy. I need her in my life. But it was it was, hard <laughs> it, was, it was a little hard one. Nicole, Nicole had to reel me in a few times. Um.
1: <laughs> there is something in my <laughs> gut because you reached out to me, and then I didn't hear from you for a while, and I was like, "There's something in my gut that that says this is not a normal, a, a normal step back. This is like there's there was something, just something was calling to me to just be like, reach out again." And so I did. And thank God I did, because I think you messaged me back within an hour being like, let's do it. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, there is so much fear in asking for help. Um, because that you realize, oh crap, now I have to get vulnerable. Now I have to actually address these things rather than just say them in my head or just blame someone else. Now I'm addressing it and actually doing the work. And that scared me. And I bet that scares a lot of people too, to, to confront yourself. You can confront other people. You can confront like your coworker who is (laughs) acting a fool at work, but confronting yourself is a really difficult task, especially when you want it really, really badly. Um,
1: What was the tipping point? What was the point that brought you from like, I want this, but it's so scary to, I want this. It's so scary and I'm doing it anyway.
0: Well, I think my why was definitely my, my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he is a person that I respect with my whole heart. He is kind and patient. And I started realizing my own insecurities, self-doubts, identity issues were affecting my relationship with him that I was spending so much time using him as my therapist, mm-hmm. using him as uh, my, my backboard off all of these, these feelings that I wasn't able to um, work with um, these habits that I was not um, addressing these poor habits. And mm. I realized that I don't, I didn't want to hurt him anymore. So it wasn't about me. And I think that's where a lot of change happens for so many people. It's, it's not about you.
1: Yeah.
0: It's about something else. And yeah. that really was my pivotal point. Absolutely. I was,
1: I, I love that you brought that up because I always like to say making a decision is four factors. It's you choosing something better. It's you running away from something that's painful. It's you choosing something that's better for others and you running away from that something, some from something that's painful for others. So it's like, it's always twofold because yes, there's the you part of it. There's the, I want to let's, I I always use this example of running the marathon or running the half marathon. I was like, I want to feel fit. I want to feel good. I want to feel strong. I want to feel proud. I want to run away from this knee pain that I'm having. I want to run away from this idea of not being able to push myself past these limits. But then there was also this other factor. And for people like you and I, and I'm willing to bet a lot of listeners, we can do as much as we want for ourselves. But when we involve other people, when we involve our loved ones and community into it, Then it's like my why becomes like from here, like the size of a quarter to the size of like a beach ball. And having that pull towards like, I want to spend time with my, now fiance, but my partner, like, (laughs) blah. But like, I want to spend time with my partner. Like, I want to um, do something with him together. And like having that, it outside of ourself, really, it just makes it so much bigger because it's not just about you. I just love that you brought that up.
0: And I mean- when that moment clicked with me was when I went all in Mm -hmm. and um, I'm so happy I did because (laughs) post that, um, I, after working with you, so many other things happened in my life. Um, not just because of luck, because of hard work and, and a mixture of opportunity, but
1: I Sarah's being modest. Hold on. Lots of hard work. This girl (laughs) worker took us off. Like the first three months we were working together. Oh my God. It was insane Uh, uh, in the best way, in the best way.
0: Thank you, Nicole. You're Um, welcome. But I landed, um, an absolute dream job, um, working with a person in a field that I'm (laughs) literally love with all of my heart, education and emotional based learning. Um, I'm, I'm currently living in Cabo San Lucas teaching here Um, huge financial gains this past year I mean I mean huge Um, and loving myself again I mean those I mean you can't really put money on that you can't put money on actually looking at yourself in the mirror and believing in who you are again you really um, it's that's irreplaceable so yeah, that, that's that been my journey
1: this year. <laughs> wow. So just like a small, no big deal year. It was just kind of like a 2% change. There's <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> lots of little other things in there, but like the culmination of this year has been a game changer. Like I, I, I wish I could truly like look at myself when we first started to now and just tell her, yo, everything's gonna be fine.
1: Just believe in yourself. You got this. You got to believe. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, just so everyone knows, if you hold yourself in the face in the mirror like that, just so you just got to believe, it'll work. <laughs> oh, God. I love that so much. Well, okay. I want to ask because I, you know me, I love tactics. What were some of the big tactical shifts? Like, what were some things where you're like, oh, I went from here to here and it was like a, a flip of the coin makes sense.
0: Uh, So many, um, one of the biggest things honestly was, which I actually currently have behind me at the moment, (laughs) my belief system. So I still continue to do this every single morning and every single night. And it's been a part of my beautiful, beautiful routine. Um, and it's having and creating a belief system for yourself. Now, It's not gonna happen the very first time because I've had to edit mine quite a few times. Um, And by vocalizing who you are and saying that every single morning truly puts a new identity in your life, the identity that you want and will choose to have, um, that has been a huge tactical chip is putting a belief system into my
1: life and yeah. (laughs) Something I I want to point this out for listeners because it's so beautiful that you say it this way. This is something you do every day. A lot of people think that they're, they're looking for the magic pill. They're looking for like, oh, I'm looking for the one secret that no one's telling me that's going to take my life from where it is to where I want it to be. And it's like the actuality and the, sorry, this is so not sexy, if you will, but like the actuality is conditioning. It's taking something you want and doing it every single day, either starting somewhere and shifting it, which I love that you've touched on that because that's so important. It's not perfect on the first try. Ever perfectionist, <laughs> <laughs> never. I've never worked with a client where it was like one and done, that's it. It's like, no, oh, you, you have to you have to create it and curate it and make it really just your own. But then it's every single day reminding ourselves because we're gonna keep going, This this is a good example. There's like, imagine your home and you go traveling other places, but you always come back home. Maybe not in pandemic times, but play with me here. So you go on a plane, you travel, you come back. You go on a plane, you travel, you come back. Your home emotion is like your home belief system. And for a lot of people, perfectionists, especially that home belief is no matter what I do, it'll never be enough and I have to constantly be chasing success or I have to constantly be people pleasing. So on, that's a whole bunch of things, but I'm not enough is really at the core of it. And that's the home emotion, but you can travel to, oh, I just finished a project and I feel proud. It feels really good, but then you'll travel back and you come home. And until you move, which takes packing up boxes, AKA reciting something every single day, reciting something every single day, packing up the kitchen, reciting something every single day, packing up the bathroom, and you move houses with this stuff. That is when you finally create that new life. That was a wild analogy, (laughs) but I made that up as we went along. But that.
0: And you know, in your home, when you become so familiar with it that you know exactly where everything is, like I, my husband could say, hey, uh, where is that toothpick that I put down two weeks ago? And I'm like, oh, in the drawer to the left on, you know, the, the, the side of the kitchen. And that's how it feels when you do continually work with your belief system every day. It becomes so natural that you know it. I mean, I had a moment and I shared this with you. And I still, I mean, I still get chills remembering this moment. Um, there was a huge party that was at this house um here in Cabo and there was a lot of people there and a lot of people I respected and a lot of people that um you know I just I was a little intimidated by uh, and and, but that's okay it's okay to have a little little intimidation but I started retreating into my old belief system that I am not enough that is a huge one in mine as well um, that I'm not smart enough to have these conversations um, and, and it's okay to have those triggers. Absolutely. Because that is just our natural way of, you know, of thinking we create these stories about ourselves, about people, yep. but I, I removed myself from the situation. I looked myself in the mirror. Like I do every time I do my belief systems and I didn't even have to read it. I knew exactly the one I needed to say in that moment, I am enough, no validation needed. Oh. And Uh, Another one was (laughs) that um, my company is wanted. That was a huge one. And it was a brand new one that who I am is enough and it's sought after and people want me to be there. Mm -hmm. And I literally broke away, went in there and it was like, I was a whole new person. And it's because of that, that familiarity with my belief system that I could just turn it on, wear that jacket and go out
1: and be the person I want to be. Yeah. It's like, it's like going to the gym and let's say you're in that scenario and uh, going to the gym and picking up a 50 pound weight on the first try and trying to do a bicep curl with it is not going to work. But if you, every single day you condition your beliefs, every single day you go to the gym, you pick up five pounds, 10 pounds, work your way up to 50. You'll be able to go to the gym and immediately pick up a 50 pound weight. Mm -hmm. But if you were in that situation and you had never touched your beliefs before, it would be like, Oh God, Oh God. Oh, maybe mm, Nope. Like, and it's like, but you have that conditioning that, that neuro getting neurology right here. But like your, your neuro pattern was like, Oh, I know what this to this means. So I'm going to just skip straight there and go there and stay there and have that identity. Oh, brains are cool. Brains are so (laughs) cool. Oh, now one of the things I love about you is because while we were working together, you had this innate curiosity about the brain. And you started getting very into reading about resources and stuff. And I actually wanted to ask you what have been like your favorite personal growth resources that you've learned uh, past year? Uh, <laughs> I could go on and on literally
0: Nicole. Nicole is amazing because she on this journey has reminded me how much, how much, I love reading how much books are. They just amazing. Um, and now I, I put that in my daily routine, but the books that I have just really attached myself to are, um, limitless by Jim quick. I know. Oh good. So, so, I know. Good. so amazing. And, um, high performance habits by Brendan Burchard. Those two, um, are just such great resources for becoming that, yeah. that self that, you know, you can be, it's just a matter of just having that conversation with that silly old brain and getting past all all of the things we've built up over the years, all of the things that we haven't worked on, haven't addressed. And that makes us, that will truly make us limitless in who we are.
1: Uh, I I love those. I'm so (laughs) glad you brought those up because those are such good books. One of my favorite things about Limitless is it's so conversational, but you're like learning about neurotransmitters and like the basal ganglia. And it's just like, what the hell? Like you're talking it's about like you're superheroes. Talking about a college <laughs> roommate, like, and
0: he's like drinking some red wine on the couch and having this conversation. Absolutely.
1: And it's it's just so, and I I believe I haven't read fully high performance habits, but I believe from what I remember, it's very similar. It's so conversational. It's so digestible. And yet you leave and you're like, Holy crap. I feel like my brain just went 10 sizes bigger than it was before. And it feels so nourishing. So good.
0: What's really awesome about it is it's very similar to what you do. It's it's they give us little homework assignments after uh-huh. each. Um,
1: Are you saying I give you a lot of homework, Sarah? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking the about.
0: Kind of homework. Um, they, I mean, it's about journaling. It's about expressing yourself post that read. It's, um, you know, having that that moment where you truly think about the material. You you digest it and you work on it and you actually put pen to paper. And. That's what I loved about those books so much is that it literally took me, I think, a month and a half to read one book because I was devoting yeah. all of my attention into those after those post chapter journaling assignments yeah. because they I knew how important they were to really think about. Them.
1: I love that you touched on that because something that I've learned in this past year is because I went from around this time last year, I was like, I want to read a book a week, I want to read 52 books in a year, and that's all I want to do. And that was so scary, so intimidating, I started it and it's like I would read these books but I wouldn't learn these books. And I started slowing down and much like you really taking my time. like I have stickies throughout one of my books that literally looks like I stickied every freaking page. <laughs> like oh <my> wait, <laughs> stickies you say. Oh my <laughs> what book is that? Is that high performance? high performance oh, habit? High performance habits. I love that. Um, but it's so similar. And it's like, then you get to go through and you like tab them and you get to really like immerse yourself and learn the material. And, and especially if you write on it, I think what's the, you're like 95% more likely to remember something if you take a part of a book and like physically write about it. And it's like, maybe it's 60, 60 or 95. It's one of those two, but like, and having that implement high, high level implementation factor it's just, you're not just reading a book, you're doing a book. And it's like that trumps reading 52 books a year, any day, because you're getting the material.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, I could talk about One books. I read it books. <laughs> 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 oh my, well, I want to, I want, so if I remember correctly, when you and I first started working together, and, and I've noticed this pattern actually with a lot of my clients. It's like, you first started getting into personal development and it's like this like upward trajectory. That's like an uphill slope of like a 90 degree angle. And you're like, Doo, do, 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 do. and then there's this like weird plateau where you're like, Oh, wh- I, I, I just learned a lot. I'm a different human, but I'm not learning at that same level. Do you remember, do you remember that? I know a few people who are at that right now.
0: <laughs> yes. And you know what? Like I was, I was literally just thinking about that the other day because, um, those moments of that you hit that you hit, you're on the top, you work so hard, you have this adrenaline high, you're seeing new habits like that you could change all the time and you're just working so, so, so hard. And then when you don't start seeing that same, like high results, you think you're doing something wrong. You think, why am I, should I push harder? Why am I not seeing the same results as before? And we talked about this shift and it's because you don't realize all of this You're not looking at all the progress you've already made and how far you've come to get to that point that you don't need to be going, you know, (laughs) pedal to the metal all the time. Being a recovering perfectionist as myself too, I feel like I need to push, 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 push to see results. And when you have that plateau, you're not going to have the, these big, big moments all the time. But that's okay because you've done already so much work that things are easier. Things will come more naturally. Boop, boop, boop,
1: boop.
0: You've built the habit already, to that you don't have to work so hard. And I, it feels good. It feels really good.
1: Uh, do you remember the, the shift when you had the things have to be hard to things get to be easy? I feel like it was, it was an over, it was for, for most people. And I believe for you as well, it's, it's over a a trajectory. It's over a certain amount of time, but like, there is a shift that goes from, I have to push, 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 push all the time to, I get to let things be easy. Does that mean I'm being lazy? No, that means I'm just, I'm letting things be easy. I'm not pushing. And what your, your word, I, I use it all the time. And if you don't mind me sharing it here was release release. And that just like still to the, I think I actually use that example in almost every single one of my client calls, which is just like, you're allowed to release that pressure. You're allowed to release that control. And it just like, Oh, do I, I don't know if you have anything to talk into that.
0: That is honestly one of the most valuable things I've learned with you. There's such a need to control your life. Mm -hmm. And when you feel out of control you freak out, you tense up and you have taught me how to use release in everyday, in everyday life and in, in, in little tiny moments um, throughout the day, you can fully release your body. It's a physical, a mental shift. And to let go has been the most valuable um, thing that I have learned with you, to, to let go of expectations to let go of um, the feeling that you need to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to, to be. And once you release that, when you let go, you finally get to appreciate all of the things you have. Um, and truly that has been the most valuable thing is to, to have that physical and mental release in order to truly appreciate um, the moment
1: the present. I remember it was one of our most recent coaching calls and we went back and forth between that expectation, appreciation, expectation, appreciation. And I shared a beautiful quote and I'm going to share it again on here. It's turn your expectations into appreciations and your whole life will change. And I remember we went back and forth where you had your eyes closed and we went to expectation, appreciation, expectation, just so you could feel it in your body. And it was like this whole. It was it was like two different people. It was so cool, and I remember we talked about it. Yeah, right. Oh my god, my body right now. And I urge listeners to even just try this for shits and giggles. Like, feel what it feels like to expect something. This can be something of yourself, something externally, but that high expectation. Feel it in your body. Notice where it tenses up, and then feel appreciative appreciative of the moment you have now, appreciative of the moment you're expecting to have. Like, that's the thing is I'll actually, I'll share this part. And I didn't share this with you earlier. When I was going into the weekend where I just got proposed to, I, I, there was a small hunch that I was like, I think this might be happening. And I was terrified because I was like, what am I expecting it now? Oh gosh. Like what if I'm constantly in that expectation tense? And I was like, no, this is a moment to just appreciate the fact that this might even be happening. And that immediately took the expectation away. It was like, if it happens, I'll be sobbing, which I did. If it happens, I'll be crying and screaming and shaking, which I did. (laughs) But it's like, if that happens, I'll be so appreciative. But that expectation, that tightness, that control was released to gratitude. And it's like that just ever so small little shift is the difference between control and fulfillment. And it's, it's huge.
0: When you lean into that, your life will change.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got some options that will help you get to the next level. First, I have a free five-day mindset makeover to help you gain the mindset tools that will last a lifetime. Get yours in the link below and you can start today. Now, if physical and mental health is more your jam and you need some major accountability to move forward with your goals, I have a membership community, Lift, that will be right up your alley. Learn more by clicking Lift below. However, if you want the cream of the crop, high-touch one-on-one support, and if you want to create some massive change in your life, then my one-on-one coaching program is just for you. Click the Discovery Call link below to schedule a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me. Now, back to the episode. I, I, I'm curious for, for listeners to hear this. You have got, I mean, obviously changed so freaking much in a year. Is there anything that you wish you could say to yourself a year ago?
0: So as an educator myself, and I, I'm not sure if your um, other listeners are in the education field, there's probably quite a ton, but um, that i am a student too so from a
1: (laughs) god that was good
0: you know we're so freaking hard on ourselves and we forget that like we we're learning and why would you i mean like a little kid like you wouldn't look at the little kid and say like you're not understanding what two times two is you little stupid head like you wouldn't be saying that to them you so
1: much be nicer them. than i am
0: <laughs> you wouldn't say that so like when i i wish i knew when i talked to myself a year ago i i, I wish i could tell her that you are a student too mm. that you are learning be kind to yourself and also trust yourself you have every capacity to have the knowledge to go far in life. It's the voices that you create in your head, the stories that you tell about yourself that will get you to where you need to go. So I, I, I tell myself that, knowing that I do that for the kids I teach, I do that for my friends, my family, and I bet so many other people can give advice out the wazoo about how to create this life and who and their being, but it's so hard to give that advice to ourselves. So having that correlation of, I am not only a teacher, I am also a student um, in my body, in my brain, at every point that I make, that I may you know, revert, that I may falter, that I may do something that I you know, wish I had done differently, that it's a learning moment, that I have every capacity to learn from it and grow. Let it grow. <laughs>
1: God, I love you so much. Oh, I'm like, just tears and chills. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I want to touch on trusting yourself because, and we chatted about this a little bit before the call, before the, that we started recording so much of the time, I've noticed it so much more among perfectionists and people-pleasers and overachiever tendency people where it's, they don't trust their own voice, but the layer on the excuse of, well, I don't have the time. Well, Betty knows more than I do about this subject. Well, um, I'm not an expert in this field. So what do I have to say? Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a lot of the times we'll put other people on this crazy pedestal and what we don't realize. And I, I'm so guilty of doing this for so long. Thank God I broke that habit, but it, it took a while, but putting these people on this pedestal, I mean, don't realize what it does is it diminishes our voice. It makes us small and feel insignificant. And I'd love for you to touch on that. Cause I know that's a huge part of what this year has brought for you.
0: Well, I mean, it originally started my, my husband, um, him and I have been together for a very long time since we were 15 and he has always, um, it always felt like his voice was really strong as well. He, he's a now a, a veterinarian and you put so much pressure on jobs, titles, people, and I started putting a lot of pressure on that. Like, how can I compare to him and his knowledge? And then it started spreading to other areas. How can I compare to this um, this person I work for? Like, I can't speak up in meetings. They know more than me. I'm going to say something and they're going to be like, I already know that, you silly head. Um, And then it started growing past that. Um, And when you just start comparing so many people to yourself, you think that they that they know more than you and they're going to put you down. But that is not the case. Every voice is different. Um, Even people who have spent decades researching, got their PhDs, they still struggle with putting value to their voice. If their voice is valuable enough, there is no indicator of value. There is no like level of who is more valuable than another person. There is literally none of that in this world. That is all stories that we make up if you put value into it, that is all that matters. And that will progress you to start speaking up more often. That's what, you know, people have done in this climate of 2021, 20, 2020 of speaking up against um, racial discriminations. of mm-hmm. uh, um, Equality, just in, in general, people are speaking because they know they provide the value of their words and it's important to hear yeah. no matter what. I mean, I was even telling you this, like, even with just talking to you, somebody I love and adore and look up to as well, um, I was struggling with my mental capacity of doing this podcast because I was like, who am I to say the information that I'm giving? Like, I started talking to myself in my head about that. And then I, you know, after building those habits, reminded myself that I have everything I have in in me to do, to push past these fears of um, comparing my, myself to others, not having a valuable voice. So silly, but
1: yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm like near to tears hearing this because it's so, so many people are there and they don't realize it. And there's this whole big I mean, it's been, been, been big for a while, but like imposter syndrome and feeling like an imposter and feeling like an imposter. And I actually had someone reach out to me not too long ago. And they said, like, it was through Instagram and they were basically like, how did you get to where you are? How do you speak out the way that you do? And it's like, I fucked up a lot. That's how I did it. I, I showed up when my words were jumbled and made no sense. Like I, uh, showed up when I was tired and cried halfway through a podcast episode and then we recorded it. Like, you know, it's like I, I showed up when it was hard and when it didn't feel natural. And it, when it, when it felt like I had to think about things so clearly, but I showed up then it was imperfect. I made a lot of mistakes and I'm still making those mistakes. I'm still learning. And I, I told that to this person and they're like, I think I want to start, start a speaking career. Thank you for saying that. And I was like, "What?" gave me chills. That was amazing. Oh my God, please do. And it's like, yes, we forget that we're allowed to be beginners. We don't have to be experts right away. And you are allowed to screw up and screw up publicly with social media right now. It feels like it's just not allowed and you'll be canceled or that things are going to like the world will open up and swallow you whole and you'll never come out again. Like, but in actuality, time moves on. You learn. And if you choose to look at those, I'm not even going to say mistakes. I'll put that in quotations. If you choose to look at those moments of learning as truly moments of learning and continue to grow from them, that's what will make you put one foot in front of the other. And honestly, I'll tell, I'll tell listeners, and I think it was the same for you. The reason I screwed up and kept going is because I had a big enough why. And I knew that that was driving me forward.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I mean, there's always a lie. And I think on top of that is being vulnerable enough to make those mistakes and to actually do something about it. Um, To to say, I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm just going to put it out there because I know it's not perfect and it's never going to be perfect and I'm just going to... Be okay with whatever comes with it. Um, and portraying who you are is a vulnerable thing. And I think a lot of people are so afraid to use their voice because they're like, I don't know if I yep. am amazing enough. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be, vul- I don't want people to see behind my closed door that I put up all the freaking time or yep. put on this facade. Because then if you, if you speak, then that facade might break. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there needs to be more breaking down that door, being vulnerable, being authentic in order for other people to, to put, to put their own value into those words. Because if you're not authentic, if you're not being yourself, if you're not being vulnerable, then the work that you're putting out there, the words that you're saying, whatever you are doing in your life, um, isn't gonna connect with people. And that's what this world re- needs right now. They need vulnerability, authenticity, and connection.
1: More oh. than louder for the people in the back, oh, so good. Well, and I'll, I'll even say, especially if you're, you're approaching a scenario where you wanna be vulnerable, you wanna be authentic, and let's, I'll, I'll, I'll use a speaking career, for example, and you are so afraid and so terrified you, if you attach, I am a speaker and say that every single day for a week, a month, a day, and just incantate it. I am a speaker. I am a speaker. And not only say it in your head and don't say it. I am a speaker. I am a speaker. You have to say it with like emotion because emotion is created by emotion. You got to get in your body. But if you do that enough times, your brain will literally believe, oh, I am a speaker. So I'll show up as that identity as a speaker. And you won't even have to worry about that thing. It's people, people forget how powerful identity is. And a lot of us are running our identities on autopilot and saying, well, I'm not a speaker. So who am I to do this? And in actuality, if you just incantated enough, I don't care if the only people you have spoken to is a fucking McDonald's order. I don't care if that is the only speaking you've ever done. But if you still say, I am a speaker, I am a speaker, I am a speaker, show up. And with that energy, you will create that identity. And it's not fake. It's not inauthentic if it's who you want to be.
0: Absolutely. I mean, literally, when you and I started working, I didn't even know about identity. I didn't even know about putting identity into myself to, um, to change my life. And the very first thing I did was I identified myself as a person who can break and replace my habits. And that is what truly began all of this and shifted me completely. Because once you start identifying you, yourself as one thing, all the things in that one identity is gonna shift other places. Yep. And then you can build off that identity and that, that identity. And you can be literally a whole fucking slew of things. It doesn't matter. You can have like a whole list of who you are, a hundred, things. hundred million things. Yep. Um, it's a matter of what you choose to do with that identity yep. um, and the reactions you put. Um, behind that identity. Absolutely.
1: Well, I want to, I want to ask about your habits because that's so good. What were some habits that launched you into this beautiful person that you've become? And what were some that you, well, let me, let me rephrase that. What were some that you wanted to create and what were some that you wanted to destroy? Uh, to,
0: I honestly, it's kind of a culmination of the two. I wanted to reframe my mindset. Mm -hmm. I wanted to stop Oh, I don't even want to say stop. I wanted to encourage myself to put myself in situations in a positive light. I I always thought the worst of myself, of others, which I I am a very positive person, but like, you know, it's like, it's the door. It's the facade we put. Like the inside of me was always very worried about, um, how I was perceived, how, maybe others are acting like it just was always so negative. And I, what I wanted to do was reframe my mindset to where I thought the best mm-hmm. of myself. And so that was one of the first big habits that I wanted to break and replace. Um, so break, break that negative cycle and replace it with those words of affirmations daily of, um, it, it was so funny. It was kind of like I was in the, um, Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, that, oh my god! Like was a situation, I was just like, like I got into the, the moment, um, like for example, if I said like, uh, I ate cookies, I am fat. How could I do this to myself? And then I literally, it was just like a full body, mind shift and I said, no, you're not. You ate a cookie because you wanted a cookie and you're beautiful. Like it was, and I really didn't believe it because I was like, this is what I want. To, to believe, I want to believe. That.
1: I love your Jacqueline Hyde is either Cookie Monster on like <laughs> Devil Steroids, or like Cinderella talking to the chipmunks. <laughs> like it's like there is no in between.
0: Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. I love, no, I love it. Oh
1: my. <laughs> but here's the deal: is if we, I we laugh, but if we did that, if we created a a hilarious version of that limiting negative self-talk, it makes it comical, which releases like happy chemicals in our brain, which immediately makes us start to think, oh, I'm allowed to shift my focus to things that are more joyful. Mm -hmm. So yes, it's fun. It's so fun to laugh. And actually I'll, I'll, I'll do a little spoiler alert with whenever we're reframing belief systems, my biggest goal is while you're saying your negative belief is to get you to laugh. And we do that through sticking your finger up your nose, through patting your belly and rubbing your head at the same time. Yes, that or like that exact thing. And through saying it like Daffy Duck or your favorite cartoon character. I had someone saying it like Rufus from Kim Possible one time. And it's like, like <laughs> literally like <laughs> it's but it gets them laughing. And then they start to jumble the words up in their brain. And that means that your brain is starting to release that. Oh, I know exactly what this is. And it's really tight and tense too. Oh, what? Oh, oh, oh. And then we can shift into a new belief and lock it in there. And that's why it's able to, and I'm not saying this is not an overnight shift because it's continual conditioning, but it gets you to start opening up to, I'm allowed to think this and laugh at the same time. If I can do that, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. And it is so funny and cool. Cause a lot of the times my clients will get mad at me. They're like, why are you making me laugh? I'm saying I'm not enough. <laughs> and I'm like, just continue lean into it. <laughs> like, I mean, it,
0: I, I couldn't agree more. That was some some of my favorite moments on our Zoom calls is when I literally was just having a dance party was saying funny noises. I just, <laughs> you got out of your own way yeah. because I mean, it's important to take this stuff seriously. Absolutely. But also it's important to release, release all of this pressure you have on getting it right, getting it done, like changing these things. It's important to work hard, but- if you're not enjoying it, it's not, you're not going to have the success you're looking for. It's when I started getting, I remember telling me this, I got pumped when I started seeing new habits that I wanted to <laughs> change. I literally got so excited. I was like literally a kid in a candy shop. Cause I was like, guess what? I found a new one <laughs> that I get to work on. Yay. And I was so excited about it because I knew what great things was going to come when it, when I did work on it. And there was joy. There was a why there was an excitement, um, behind all of these new things happening. And just like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put a little lift community plug in there too. Um, with Kiana and Nicole, their, their whole thing is bringing in, you know, the mind and the body together, but there's so much more than that. It's about putting that, joy behind bringing both together. Yeah. If you're not enjoying the the work, the moment, a shift needs to happen yeah. because there is so much <laughs> success behind joy. Yeah. Um oh, I love that maybe
1: to you. There's and there's so <laughs> it, there's a common theme that I'm noticing especially in like the first 3 to 4 months of this year is people are taking themselves so gosh darn seriously and I am not an exception here. (laughs) Like I, there have been moments where I take myself so seriously and thank God I have the habits in place and the people in place in my life to be like, have fun girl. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, that's right. I'm allowed to have fun with this. That's great. But there's so much stress and pressure and just seriousness where we feel like we constantly have to be working nose to the grind, nose to the grind, nose to the grind. And it's like, actually you're allowed to go have a dance party for five minutes and feel a shit ton better. And then go back to your project. And then, Oh, Oh, by the way, your mind's all clear. And you're able to like smile your way through it. And it's like, you don't have to keep forcing yourself to the finish line. You're allowed to step away, be a silly idiot for a second and then come back. And it's like, people are forgetting that. I totally went on a side tangent here, but it's just like, I, I, one of my favorite questions this year that I've been incorporating with a lot of my clients and a lot of the Lyft community is just like, how can you have fun today? And our brains are programmed to answer questions. So they're going to take that question and be like, oh, how can I have fun today? And it shifts our focus, which shifts our energy from the stress pressure to release and fun.
0: And some of the most successful people in life, they aren't working 24 seven around the clock. They're literally going playing, you know, tennis for two hours. They are, they're, you know, traveling to you know who knows where well now in the pandemic but like (laughs) they have their passions those that's where your success is formed it's not it's not the grind 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 it's the balance that you bring into your life and if your life is a little off balance if you're not putting in the joys in your life the 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 passions the side passions you have alongside the work that you are um, also extremely excited about then it just you feel uncomfortable that's that's where that discomfort comes in and that's where the spiraling starts to happen oh. when you just feel so in out of balance it's because you like you always say one of your needs are not being met mm-hmm. and um and uh, that's another one of the things that i've loved about this year i literally started i haven't sang in so long and nicole knows this about me i have a a, a love-hate relation not even hate i i there was a moment in my life that singing was one of those things that, I mean, the voice, when you feel very um, scared about using your voice, literally was scared to use my voice. Yep. Thing. And I just started a, sh- a show choir in Austin this year. And like, it just.
1: You started a show choir? Not started, not started. Oh, because, I was like, like you, you did what? I'll, I'll
0: rewind, I'll rewind. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I... I um, auditioned and got accepted into a show choir this year. And and it's because I was missing balance in my life. Um, I also, you know, did other things that produced passion, started reading again, started playing sports, um, which I've never done before, but I love it. And with that has brought the most stress-free, beautiful, love loving life, because I realized that it's important for me to put that, that push that I feel so desperately about my job into areas that actually bring me joy. Um, yeah.
1: I love you so much for saying that. Oh my God. And I, I just, that one sentence just is your, how much, I mean, obviously everything you've said, but just like how much you've grown in a, in a year like that that huge shift of what life, what's the meaning of life. And it's like, there's this, there's this awesome quote. I think I'm going to butcher it, but life is the art of learning how to speed up and slow down. And we become such a society that glorifies the speed up where we feel like if you're not speeding up, then you're done. You're out. You're not working hard enough. You're not being enough. You're not, you're lazy, whatever. And it's like, You can only speed up for so long until you max out. And then what happens? You run out of gas. And you have to slow down. And people forget that there's there's allowed to be that slowdown. And not only allowed, that's where life happens. Life happens in the slowdown. We're present. We're here. And when we're fulfilled, we're in the present moment. We're grateful. It fuels us to be able to have those moments of speed up and then stepping back
0: you were there that I mean there's been so many beautiful moments in the slow that actually propel you
1: (laughs) it's like a big kick forward (laughs) like
0: (laughs) Like, in order for you to truly get that kickstart, you you have to slow down a little bit you have to slow down like I remember just like literally sitting on the ground like laying on my back laying looking up at the clouds doing nothing but listening to a podcast hearing their words and I was just like oh my God, I found my new drive in life. I found my why, like in those moments. Like, I remember that. Yeah, it, it's the slow, that mean, I, I don't know. I personally love the slow because it really, it grounds me. It grounds me to push me and like a little flower, like you gotta plant the seeds, you gotta plant it. You gotta see the process grow. And you're, while you're in the ground, it's a nice slow process. And then when you finally bud up, you see the blooms, and, and, and that's where the progress is made is with, during the slowdown to get you, to propel you, to give you your energy back. Um, and it's okay. It's okay to give yourself that graceful period to slow down. Yeah. So I also uh, just made a goal for myself, which is um, a really important, you know, part of working with you, Nicole, is, you know, having a goal and setting um, your, your time, your date, like putting actual like action behind your goal. And I set a goal to run a uh, Christmas half marathon and I forgot to tell you this. And, um, I know Nicole is all about running and, um, I never realized how much I loved running until actually talking with you. And I think I've been putting it off just because it's, it's hella hard. It it's really hella hard, but I think because I know I can get past so many hard things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, eh, I can do this too. So I just started working um with a, a specific like running coach yes. and it's always good to ask for help, especially yes. with who are very skilled in their field. And um we're starting run training and I'm gonna run that freaking half marathon and I'm pumped as heck.
1: I am so <laughs> fucking proud of you. Yes, yes, and also running coaches I I use a virtual running coach but having someone to tell you like put your foot here or change your footing here like because I was running I don't know if you had a similar thing I was running on my heels when I first started and I was like why does my hip hurt so but like I'm a 80 year old like and it was like once I started I well at first like I got different shoes but then I started running on my toes like I was like a little like prancing like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like once once I started doing that, my hip pain went away and I actually started running faster and longer, not because I was pushing harder, but because it was, it was easier on my body. It was, oh my, it's wild. I love it. Oh my goodness. You, you
0: were getting the material and the skills in order to get to that point. So you didn't have to push harder. Exactly. Uh, great. And I, mine is definitely, I was doing big strides and my run coach made a funny analogy where she said, you know, we're always trying to go as fast and as far as possible, when actually we need to just be within our own body, um, in order to make that progress. Um, so it, it kind of, that in itself was a shift for me, um, which, you know, was really wonderful, but
1: I'm pumped. I'm so excited for you. Oh my gosh. Ah, I love you so much. Oh my God. Also,
0: I just wanted for your listeners. If this has been a lot of hard work, but you and your wisdom and your, um, your energy as a person has been such a gift. And if it was not for my relationship, our conversations together, just everything about um, your, your, the work that I do with you has been the key factor to get me to this point. If it wasn't for your guidance and love and connection, it, this, this would not have happened. So I implore people to not only reach out to you, but if, if, it, if there is other avenues, reach out to someone. Yes. You can't do this alone. You can't do this work alone. You can read as many books as you want. You can um, listen to as many podcasts, but it gets to the point where there's something so personable about human-to-human connection. Um, putting your trust and faith in yourself and someone else to get you to that point that you need to, to, to be at, to be, to have that person you want to be. And it's okay to ask for help. And you, you have taught me that, that it's, this help is not making me feel like I did something wrong or I was not enough that I couldn't do this on my own. It's, it's not, you have to have that outside help, at least for my own, my own needs, but you are just truly the catalyst into this beautiful life that I am so gosh, darn proud of. And I love you. And I thank you for that. And I just had to tell the listeners that. So
1: (laughs) I'm like, you, you know, when you hear those compliments and it's just, you take it in and it's just, I, I'm so unbelievably grateful. Thank you so much for those extremely kind words. And it's just, I I feel so fortunate to do what I do and love what I do and see not only my own personal transformations, but see these unbelievable goddesses of my clients, like emerge from the, like these beautiful blossoms. And it's just like that, It sounds so cheesy and sounds so cliche, but that is really why I do what I do. And so I thank you so much for saying that. And it's just, I'm, I'm so lucky. And I, we just had a podcast episode come out about asking for help and I couldn't agree more. I couldn't be here without that human to human connection from my coaches and my mentors. And it's like, you can't, I won't say you can't do it alone. And I I know you didn't say that either, but I will say having someone teach you their decades worth of knowledge and fit it into your days is like that. It's like that propeller. It's like that, like launch forward that we're all seeking. We're seeking that magic pill. We're seeking that immense growth. And yet we think that asking for help is, is diminishing when in actuality, the asking for help is the magic pill that we're looking for. Absolutely. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> oh, sweet, beautiful Sarah. I wanna I would easily be able to talk to you for hours and I have and I will continue to do so. But like where can people find you and watch your beautiful cabo journey? Of I'm every single time I check your Instagram, I'm like, I want to be there. Like that just looks it so lovely.
0: Definitely <laughs> a magical experience. Uh you can find me on Instagram at Sarah McD512. Um, I'm also on the Facebook because I'm old and I'm proud (laughs) of it. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I I don't post too much, but what I do post is um, hopefully meaningful to you. It's a lot of um, love and connection on there as well. So uh. it makes
1: me, it makes (laughs) me so happy and it makes me cackle because for listeners, there's one story I want to share. Is, is Sam there? is is sweet Sam the cut sweet sam oh my my amazing
0: husband oh hello where are you (laughs) hello why are you guys doing a podcast today yes oh we'll have a good time goodbye
1: for people who are listening to this and are like what the fuck just happened sarah has a cardboard cutout that her bosses gave her of her husband that you did a whole reenactment of like, watching me. Uh, and I just, I still think about it and laugh. I just love it so much. They, uh, uh, they
0: put on a whole birthday party for me here. It's So beautiful. So loving. And, um, because my husband was not here for my birthday, they wanted to do something special. And that just, that just goes to show that, there's so much love in connection. And yeah. when you put yourself out there and say like, hey, I want to be friends with you. Um, <laughs>
1: great things will happen. Great yeah. memories will be made. <laughs> uh, I love you. Thank yeah. you so, so, so much. We'll, we'll finish up. We haven't done segments in a while, but I want to do segments with you. How did you get in your own way this week? And what is a small goal worth celebrating?
0: Um, I, okay. I already kind of said it this week that I got in my way of, you know, being a little nervous about this podcast making sure that my um I was proud and I was ready to share my voice and you know doing the the mindfulness work and um our, the habit building that I've created so that that's what really helped me get that push to say I can do this i got this um but I definitely got in my own way I, it was it was definitely a a shift I needed to make um and a <laughs> great thing that happened I um I proposed to my boss um, a plan in which I would love to continue working with her um, in the future. And um, it was accepted. And it, it just, it was a very beautiful moment. And that just goes to show, like, if you understand what you deserve and you go after it and you are, you're curating those relationships, progress will happen big things will happen changes will be made and i did
1: it and i was so pumped i'm so <laughs> proud of you for putting that out there in the world and not only that but fucking getting it getting it back oh my god literally listeners take this please and run with this ask for the things that you want because you never know what's going to happen and you will what's the what's the quote you'll miss out on 100% of the chances you don't ask for
0: yes oh absolutely
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Sarah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here today.
0: I love you. And thank you so much for having me. You are a light of my life, a light in so many people's lives. And your podcast is something that is truly a treasure. And you're just an incredible person. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky beyond words to call you a friend. And- (laughs)
1: Uh. yeah i just everything about that woman i am just so honored to know her and i hope you guys got so much good stuff out of this episode as always let's do some quick major takeaways number one if you're looking for resources check out limitless by jim quick or high performance habits by brennan Burchard. number two Having a belief system is like building a muscle. You can't lift a huge heavy weight at the very beginning. You have to work your way up. Number three, release, 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 control. Number four, you are allowed to let things be easy. Number five, you are a student too. You have all the capacity and the capability. Number six, the world needs, needs, needs vulnerability right now. Number seven, develop the belief I am a person who can break and replace my habits and watch your life change. Number eight, release all of this pressure you have around getting it right and focus on enjoying it rather than trying to make it perfect. Number nine, you have to and you get to slow down. And last but not least, number 10, it's okay. It's encouraged and it's amazing to ask for help. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Share it on social media and tag me at Life Coach Baker and tag Sarah. She is Sarah McD 512. We would love to spread the word and spread the love and support and love the stuffing out of you. Also, if you have not already, please rate and review the podcast five stars. If you feel inclined, I would love you and appreciate you. And if you wrote a little words, that is so helpful for getting the word up there. And it's so incredibly just, it's just like the biggest hug you could possibly give me. And I just love you guys so much. I want all the hugs. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Now, don't forget to go and get your free five-day mindset makeover by going to lifecoachbaker.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. Until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.